Welcome to the Finding My Way Bible Teachings, a 12 Minutes with Mickey Productions. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, God is an awesome God. Hallelujah. I hope you have had a fantastic weekend. Um, it is just another beautiful day in the neighborhood, man. I'm telling you, God is so good. His blessings fall on us day and night. So let's open our uh, our Bibles up to Titus, um, chapter uh, 3, and we're going to begin at verse 1, and we're actually going to read um, the first 11 verses of, of chapter 3. It's one thing about Paul, the author of, of Titus, it's, it's he's pretty wordy sometimes but he makes such wonderful gospel points for us. So Paul is writing uh, Titus, and, and uh, we get down here to chapter 3. And remember, when he wrote this, this was written as a letter. From chapter 1 to, to the end here uh, of chapter 3 was written as a, a single letter. There were no chapter markings. There were no verse markings. And I encourage people all the time, when you're reading um, the, the Bible, read it in the context that it was written. So it's good to memorize verses as long as you have them in context of what the author is, is speaking or imparting. Uh, but things like the epistles, the letters, uh, first and second Timothy, Titus, the, the letter to the church at Colossae, uh, the first and second Corinthians, etc., etc. These were letters. If you received a letter in the mail from your from your grandmother, you wouldn't just read a sentence or two and put it down and wait until tomorrow to read a sentence or two. You would read it in its entirety. So with that said, that advice there of, of how to read the epistles in the New Testament, let's go to chapter 3, verse 1. <clears throat> Paul writes, Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and to show true humility toward all men pause here for a moment we are being called to live peacefully with our neighbors Jesus has commanded us to live at peace with our neighbors all the apostles have advised us that with everything within our power to live at peace with the people around us this includes the authorities above us verse 3 at one time this is Paul. Now he's going to begin to remind us of who we were. He says, at one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. This is who we used to be. Just like everybody else in the world lives, that's how we live, that's how we were, we were just like everybody else in the world. In verse 4, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, 
not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Now he's saying, this is who you are now. You used to be just like everybody else in the world, living in those same types of things. In fact, he uses the word enslaved by the same things, disobedience, foolishness, uh, deceived and we were enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures we live by malice and envy being hated and hating one another just like the world that is the world then he's saying this is who you are now and it's not by anything you did it's all by what God has done through Jesus Christ our Savior then he says so that having been justified by his grace now that you're this new creation, we might become heirs to having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. So he's saying, remember who you used to be. Understand who you are now, and understand that because of who you are now, you're to live life differently. And then he goes on with his caution. But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law. Uh, now here he's talking about spiritual law, because these are unprofitable and useless. Warn a divisive person once, and then warn him a second time. After that, have nothing to do with him. You may be sure that such a man is warped and sinful. He is self-condemned. Now, what what are we looking at here? First off, Paul is, is talking about spiritual law. We still have this going on today. We have people who engage all the time in divisive argument. They call themselves Christians. I'm sure... That, they're, that they they want to love the Lord, they do love the Lord, they, and they want to understand Scripture, but they portray it all the time as deceptive, in this, in this deceptive and twisted understanding, applying Scripture according to their own interpretation, or according to their, their uh, um, uh, uh, the belief system, of their of their their Christian organization, such as uh, the Baptists or the Methodists or or whomever, we're to live at peace with one another, particularly among our brothers and sisters, doing what is good and right and just and fair. These things are excellent and good for everybody. They're profitable for everyone involved. You. Uh, uh, me, you, uh, and everyone else involved, they're profitable for. We are not like we used to be. We are redeemed, not by our own effort, but through the blood of Jesus Christ. And therefore, we live life differently. 
And we have to understand, remember, when we talked about the Sermon on the Mount, when Jesus made the statement that he is the fullness of the law, when we live the Christ character, the law is fulfilled. So we don't have to go to the law to try and fill the law or try to uh, complete the law, trying to, to uh, do the law. But when we live the Christ character within us, the law is naturally fulfilled because Christ is the fullness of the law. So he's saying, if a person comes to you with a divisive argument about Scripture, about the law, don't, don't engage them in this controversy. Correct them. Warn them, brother, sister. Don't you see that the words you're speaking are divisive? They are se causing separation, causing divide. Let's begin with, with our common ground, and, and we can even explore it together. And if they continue on in their divisive argument, you warn them a second time, he says. He's saying, listen, I want you to, to warn them. So people, sometimes we're going to get stuff in our head, or we're going to misunderstand Scripture. We're going to look at it wrong or from a skewed vantage point. Be graceful and merciful to the person. Give them a warning. Give them a second warning. But if they're going to dig their heels in and they're going to maintain their position to be divisive, they're not helpful or nurturing to the body of Christ, to the bride of Christ. They are divisive. They are warped, sinful, self-condemned individuals. Have nothing to do with them. Do not engage them any longer. Do not humor them. Separate yourself from them, lest your reputation be tarnished by theirs. We have a responsibility because we used to be the disobedient, ready to slander, living unpeaceably and without consideration, without true humility. We were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved of all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating everyone. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. And remember, not because of anything that we did, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that, because there's purpose in this, it's not just because God's like, oh, oh that old Mickey, I'm shaking my head. Look, he's such a wicked and evil person. Let me reach down there and save him because I feel so bad and pitiful for him. No. He saved us, justified us by his grace that we can become heirs to a hope of eternal life. We're being transformed. We're no longer like we used to be. 
And that man or woman who is taking scripture and using it as some legalistic law telling you that that you just need to you need to do it this way you need to to walk uh, um, you need to have your left shoe on your your left foot and your right shoe on your right foot and you need to walk straight you can't take a uh, you can't turn here or turn there you see what I'm saying when they say you have to be obedient to the law, and then they're taking it by compounding that and twisting scripture out of context to create this law that you're you're being expected and required to fulfill. They're not helping the body. They're not nurturing the bride of Christ. They're not washing her daily in the word of God to strengthen her. They're not making disciples in the kingdom of Christ. They're not being disciples in the kingdom of Christ. They're being warped and sinful. So we warn them out of love. We help point them back to the right place out of mercy, tenderness, joy that there would be peace in the body but if they refuse this you can't force them you can't coerce coerce them and you sure can't humor them so all you have left to do is to separate yourself from them and as Paul says have nothing to do with him think about it be blessed and be the blessing. Hallelujah. This has been a Finding My Way Bible Teachings. 12 Minutes with Mickey Productions from Mickey Wilcox Ministries. Check out www.mickeywilcox.org to learn more about growing in Christ. www.mickeywilcox.org